Welcome to Planet on a Post-it, an event profs podcast focusing on leadership and work-life balance. My name is Naomi Tucker and I'm responsible for delivering you amazing content on the Planet on a Post-it blog. If you haven't had the opportunity to do so, go to planetonapostit.com and check out the blog and other resources for you there. I would like for you to take the opportunity to like and rate this podcast. It is a new way for me to put out content, so I would like to see your feedback. Additionally, if you have not followed me yet on Facebook or Twitter or both, please do that so you can keep up to date on everything that we are doing um, at Planet on a Post-it. Finally, we're having a book club next week. So April 17th on Facebook Live, we'll be talking about The Power of Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. Really looking forward to talking about how we create powerful moments in our lives and also in the lives and or in the events that we create in the lives of others. So join me as we check that book out and talk about it. If you haven't read the book, you sure definitely can join for the great conversation. Today, I'm going to bring you an interview with Erin Chapman with AAA Studios. Erin is going to be talking to us about her busy job as CEO of her company, but we'll also tap into how she balances it all. I'm really excited for this interview, so hoping you'll stick here with me. Um, I'll be back afterwards to share my top three takeaways from our conversation and wrap things up. So without further ado, let's jump into the interview. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Erin Chapman, CEO of AAA Studios. And today we'll be chatting about Erin about leadership and work-life balance. Erin's been named one of the top 50 smart women in meetings. She is an accomplished event designer, producer. She began her um, career in theater and film production, where she honed her eye for detail and grace under pressure. Since then, Erin has made a name for herself with her imaginative concepts, innovative themes, and her ability to create unforgettable events. So welcome, Erin. Thank you. I must say, you um, have had an amazing career, and I just can't wait to dig into um, talking about it with you. So can you just start off by telling us a bit more about your journey in the event industry and how you got to where you stand today? Uh, Sure. So I grew up in a theater and film business, um, and my very first job was when I was 13 on a film called Dirty Dancing, which you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the art department coordinator, so I was the boss lady even then. (laughs) (laughs) and then um I worked in film um, mostly through high school and college and then after I graduated I continued on until I met and married my husband um and I went back to my artistic roots in graphics design and started doing designs for all the digital presentations for events Mm -hmm. um I partnered with someone who was very interested in doing the program side And we were lucky enough to land a very big client, the American Jewish Committee and their global forum. Uh And he found it very stressful and decided not to continue. So I bought the company, kept the client, and that was seven years ago. Since then, we've expanded and added on services for our clients and offer now sort of soup to nuts. They always say, Uh, corporate events concept to clean up. So (laughs) now we kind of do it all. 
Great. So what, what are some challenges that you see in just being a CEO and now doing it all and expanding um, on what you originally had in the beginning? Uh, the biggest challenge right now that I'm finding is the balance between client work and actually working on and building the business itself. Mm-hmm. The business itself now requires a fair amount of attention and care. And so it's, it's been a bit of a struggle scaling in that, in that way, but uh, we've hired a couple of new great people. So I'm, I'm hoping it'll be smoother sailing moving forward. Great. And tell us a little bit about this, um, this, this, I think it's the AJC program that you work on. Tell us a little bit about that. It sounds like you're currently in the process of planning that one, if I'm not correct. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was just working on the master schedule um, before we started. Uh, The American Jewish Committee's Global Forum is their annual meeting. It's four days, uh, culminating with the participants going to the Hill to to lobby. Um, This year, we're anticipating about 2,700 participants. We have world leaders, uh, leaders of the Jewish world, um, thought leaders. It's quite a big event with some pretty Mm -hmm. serious heavy hitters, and it's, it's a action-packed four days and how do you how do you navigate those high-profile meetings there seems like to bring so many esteemed political dignitaries from around the the world and I'm pretty sure they come with um, their own set of wants and needs oh, for sure. so <laughs> how do you um you just just manage it all <laughs> um. <laughs> sometimes that's the question I get is how do you do it how all so I guess that's all? my question <laughs> <laughs> well I think it's it's really hits to the heart of why we do what we do right it's like mm-hmm. those are the high pressure high high um, um, highly emotional moments right mm-hmm. um, and trying to navigate through them where everybody comes out the winner is is the challenge um, and how I do it is I, I try and stay as calm as possible, and I try to listen and really hear what each side is really looking to achieve and, and what's going to be a win for them and try to find the common ground. Um, I think in every situation, there's a way everybody can come away feeling like they got a little bit of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of my goal in all those situations. Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine that these types of programs can put a bit of stress on um, you as kind of being on point for it all. So how are some ways that you manage the stress of of putting together such an event as that? You know, it's it sounds really trite, but getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, um, not giving up my yoga class on the weekends, even though it would be easier to stay and, and at home and work on the spreadsheets. Um, yes. But really focusing and making sure that self-care is, remains a priority is, is really the, way, the best way I've found. Right. And I feel that for me, the same thing as well is just making sure that, that you are taken care of because it allows you to take care of every everyone else right yeah I mean it starts with us right and then from us comes everything else absolutely so in terms of a lot of people on our um, kind of our followers really like to hear a little bit about leadership and just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and Mm -hmm. how you lead your team 
Um, so I guess the question would be, um, just as a leader, how are you keeping your teams motivated? Um, obviously, you have a lot that you're working with. Your business is growing. How do you make sure that they're motivated and they're, um, while they're working on this high-level programming? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I don't actually really think of myself that much of a leader. I, I know that people tell me I'm a leader. <laughs> Maybe that's the secret. No, I feel like we're, you know, we all have our team, right? So, so there's like, you know, there's the catering team and the breakout team and the speaker team. And I feel, you know, I think the best thing to do is to find really great people, which is the first challenge, and then mm. give them the tools they need to succeed and then let them do it. Sort of stay out of the way, um, you know, not abdicate, not completely, you know, leave them to fly in the wind, you definitely check in and give them the support they need. But, you know, my dad always said, hire good pe you know, hire people to do the things they love and then let them do it. And I think that's right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a tweet right there. Hire, <laughs> pe <laughs> hire people to do what they love and, they, and, and let then them, let do, them it. do it. Stay out of their way. And, you know, of course, support them. Make sure they take lunch breaks. Make sure they don't work more than 10 or 11 hours and they do get some, they, you know, they get sleep and have mm -hmm. time for their own self-care. Um, but really just be supportive and stay out of the way. Absolutely. Totally love that. So how, you know, as a CEO, I'm pretty sure that you have a lot of competing priorities, not only, you know, the events that you're working on, but, you know, just being a leader and managing people. What are some ways that you maximize your productivity while you're in the office? What are some steps that you take to maximize what you do and make every minute count? Ooh, that's a tough one. And I think, you know, some days are better than others on this for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things, one of the tools I use a lot and lean on a lot is really my calendar. If it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get an alert, it's, I don't know what's going on. I mean, honestly, so that's a big one that sort of marches me through my day. Um, and then I keep a notebook of a running to-do list that's sort of broken up by day. Mm -hmm. which I sit with myself on Sunday evenings and kind of lay out my week. And um, I found it's funny. It's a, it's like a, it's not quite an eight by 10 size. And I find like I do a day, which is a half a page. And mm -hmm. if that's filled up, that's about the amount of work I can get done that day. Like I, if I try and squeeze in more than that, it won't get done. It's, oh, it's funny so, how so it worked out that way. So you have it down to the page, everything that fits on this page. Exactly. You're, you're able to fit in your day. Correct. Perfect. Yeah. I like that. So what happens, I guess, out, outside of your workday? So I understand you're a, a mom as well. I am. I'm the mom to the best 17-year-old kid that ever lived, if I may say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not biased at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> Um, I'm very definitely a proud mom. Um, I'm a mom and a wife and dog owner and, um, some casual photographer. Uh, so yeah, I like to be home when my kid's home. Um, I make dinner almost every night that I can. 
Uh, I'm with, up with him in the mornings, which is actually great because then I get some nice morning time to catch up on emails and stuff after he's gone off to school. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, I, I think every woman will, you know, struggles with and talks about the the life work family balance if there is really such a thing I think it's more like a juggle yes <laughs> I agree right? and, and, it's, you know, and it's always the question of how do you how do you how do you make it all work and um you know how do you set your boundaries to make sure that you're you're you know spending the time um that's really important you know yeah as a mom with your 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 children so the thing, so, I, the thing I always remind myself is that the work is always there. The work will forever be there. There's always going to be another client, another job, another event, another project. But your kid is only with you for so long, uh-huh. right? You know, they, they go off to college and then they have their own lives. So, you know, for me, it was about prioritizing him first and then the business. And now that he's older... It's, you know, those priorities are starting to shift a bit, but, you know, I just always remember that kept it in the back of my mind that our time together is temporary, whereas my time at being a working person is limitless, basically. Right. And, and that's a very, I, I think that's a really great point mindset to have is just kind of realize what, you know, the, the priority in the long term. Right. For sure. Yeah. So, well, that's wonderful. So I always like to ask um, people what are some of their favorite tools that they use? Because now that we're in the age of the digital era, so smartphone true. era, we're using an <laughs> app for everything. Seriously. So, <laughs> so what are some of the apps that you use um, to just keep yourself, <laughs> whether it be for event planning, keep you on target, or just kind of to balance balance your world keep keep everything organized um <laughs> i'm definitely a google girl um so i i use i we're actually just transitioned out of google drive into google enterprise mm, okay. um we i yeah i use basically everything google so my entire i always laugh that my entire business is owned by google because <laughs> <laughs> it's all up in the Google cloud. So um, that's the biggest one. The, the thing that I like about it best is that my clients and I can work on documents together at the same time, especially things like project management documents, which are constantly getting updated. Yes. You know and can trust that what you're looking at is the most current and you don't have to go digging into your emails for versions and um, you know, which Excel sheet got sent at this time? And did that person remember to put version three instead of version two and all that? So uh, I really, that's one of the big ones. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that I like to use. I use Zoom a lot, actually. Um, oh, for face-to-face meetings? Yeah, or... face-to-face. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of meetings that way. I feel like they're much more productive if it's a video chat. And I love that it can, um, you can switch it over so that you can share your screen. So especially when looking at graphics or anything visual, ground plans, photos of a site, mm-hmm. it's so much easier to have a conversation about it if everybody's looking at the same thing. Right. Yes. Right. I agree with that. So I think those are the I two like big ones. 
And okay. I would have to agree with you with Google because, you know, you can see when everyone is in the document and what's being That's changed. That's you. In, in <laughs> you can time. tell if somebody just... is doing email instead of, you know, paying attention to the, the meeting at hand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So that's really, it's really nice to have, especially when you can kind of confer with clients that way as well. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so what about uh, just in terms of leadership? And I know you said you don't um, see yourself as a leader, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, every, you know, everyone is a leader, I guess, in their own their own sense. But what are some words of advice or just... I'm the flag bearer. Let's call it that. (laughs) You're the flag bearer. So what words of advice do you have for other flag bearers that are trying to balance it all and and lead and and do these really important events every day? Wow. Um, I I would say two, two bits of advice. The first one is to really listen to your team and the feedback that they're giving you because they're they're giving you invaluable information about not just the productivity and efficiency of the work that they're doing but they're they're telling you how successful they're feeling in what they're doing and the more successful that they feel the better they're going to be in their position and the more successful the project will be ultimately so it's, it's really great to check in with them often, have team meetings regularly, um, you know, not to extremes. Like I worked on this one project and it was three in the morning and the team lead, the project manager on it, I guess the team leader, the project manager called us in to have a team meeting to discuss the wins and challenges of the day. And it was three in the morning. It was like, no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, no. So within reason, obviously, within the context of the event itself, um, definitely after an event is over. Um, and then the other thing is to to keep a level of reality check. Um, you're, uh-huh. you know, it's it's not brain surgery. No one will die today, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have to add that on. <laughs> it is the modern know. world after all. It right? is. <laughs> so, you know, when, when it starts getting really crazy and the emotions start running high, remember to take a deep breath and take a step back because creative solutions come when there's some space and you're not in, in the middle of the chaos. So, you know, if you're going to lead everybody, your client included, through the mess to get to, to the successful meeting, then you have to have some detachment from the emotion of it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's important to take that step back and take a deep breath and really keep focus on the bigger picture. Perfect. Well, that was amazing. I love that. So, um Thank you so much. I just really Thank appreciate you. you sharing your wisdom with us today. It's, it, was, it was really great to just hear from you and hear your perspective on leadership and work-life balance. Thank you so much. That was such an insightful interview. Thank you so much, Erin, for sharing with us once again your wisdom and tips and tools and tricks that you have to manage it all. Just really appreciate your um, AAA studios for allowing you to be able to spend a little bit of time with Planet on a Post-it. So thank you so much. 
I love how many of us happened to come in the industry. It was really great to hear Erin's story and how she started off in art. And um, I think back to how I started and I started in music. It's just fun to see how everyone comes into the industry and to really listen to how the one client that Erin had set the tone for her career seven years later. I'm just sure many of us can relate to that. It's just so admirable how Erin was just able to capitalize on that opportunity um, of landing that client and working with them even seven years later. So I do have several takeaways. I have three takeaways that I wanted to share with you. My first takeaway was really uh, centering centering around well-being. Erin talked to us a little bit about how she does yoga, how she makes sure she gets enough sleep and really ensures that her self-care is a priority. I feel that's very important for many of us that we do need to really take a look at ourselves and see how we're doing. Are we getting enough sleep? Are we getting exercise? Are we having fun? Those are things that are really important to work-life balance. Also, just keeping yourself um, kind of reality checking for yourself all of the time, especially when you're doing times, um, during challenging times, take a deep breath and really do some reality checks to yourself as Erin was talking about. That really helps you get through some of the challenging moments. She also talked about having creative solutions when um, when you have the space. So not try, creative solutions do not come out in the middle of chaos. She talked about you need the space for those creative solutions. So to me, I feel like that points back to well-being that we do need to make sure that we're having that space for ourselves so we can implement, well, actually come up with and implement those creative solutions for our event. So I thought that was a very important takeaway as well. Takeaway number two is about high pressure, high emotional moments. Erin spoke of those. We definitely have tons of high pressure, high emotional moments in the industry and just trying to navigate them can be challenging, but I love the way Erin mentions that she tries to navigate them so that everyone is able to be a winner. Um, You definitely want to put on a successful event, and I'm pretty sure your client is looking to do the same. Um, So trying to find out ways to find common ground in any situation is how you can um, kind of overcome any challenge. So I love how Erin makes that a goal for herself, and I feel like that's very important for event professionals to to kind of take a look at. It's a great example um, that Erin sets for for events and kind of navigating challenging situations. And then takeaway number three is I love it when she said, hire people to do what they love and then let them do it. So just support your team and make sure that they're taking care of themselves. You know, you hired them to do a certain type of work, um, hire them and get out of their way. (laughs) So as leaders, sometimes we feel like we need to hold the hands of our teams and make sure that they're doing everything right. But sometimes when you do that, it takes up so much more time than you anticipated and it puts limits on your team. Um, So if you trust them to do the work that you hired them to do, there should be no limits um, to do Um, limits for them to do what they can achieve. So um, that is definitely something to think about. And that was my takeaway number three. So enough of what I think. I just want to know what you think about this interview. What were your takeaways? Did it help you in any way? Leave feedback, share your learnings in the comments. We'll just love to hear them. 
and just learn a little bit more. So that wraps up this episode of Planet on a Post-it Podcast. Like I mentioned earlier, please like, please subscribe, follow. Consider joining us on April 17th at the upcoming book club where we talk about the power of moments. It's going to be on Facebook Live. So um, we just hope that you join us for the conversation. But most of all, thank you so much for joining today. This is Naomi Tucker signing off until next time. Cheers.